Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avaska Scales, at your disposal. common courtesy. Note to self. As I approached, the disenchanting sound of creaky, rusted seesaws and merry-go-rounds resonated, fallen leaves tickling, tantalizing, taunting the pavement, birdsong staying in the atmospheric calm, locking eyes amid a lush ring of vibrant oak trees. I extended my hand, and she obliged. Jolting into my arms, ponytails cascading well beyond her shoulders, exchanging both avant-garde and mundane tales, stamped, branded, notarized by the sands of time, coupled with unsolicited yet placid counsel, graciously received. Peeling away crumbling layers, releasing her from her shell, she ascends, donning the garment of amplified confidence, standing tall, poised, and stately. Her fears erode, vanishing like ether's vapor, cueing the commencement of a rite of passage reincarnated. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm locked, loaded, and poised to render this broadcast. Oh, yes. Moreover, I've elected to open with the aforementioned poem, given its relevancy to the topic at hand. None other than etiquette and common courtesy, my dear listeners. The young girl I alluded to in the original poem I just shared or just encored with you all was yours truly. Yes, tis I, it was I. I was that fragile, timid child, petrified of spewing my truth. Yet I'm utmost grateful for time, space, and evolution and transcendence, nevertheless. Hence, yesterday, yesterday, I, I speak of yesterday being uh, the weekend Sunday, it served as the evidence of the personal growth that I'm speaking upon pertaining to myself. Long story short, I felt inclined to host a pamper party at my residence as a means of sustaining the camaraderie between my beloved friends and I. You know, I'm such an, a glutton, an advocate of camaraderie. And it was intended to be the last hurrah, as my mother would state, prior to my son Maximo and my parents returning returning from Chicago this week. You know, my parents basically visiting for the week. This is our tradition. And then, of course, Maximo returning home, you know, from his summer holidays. So overall, the ladies, the ladies and I, we, we had a, a relaxing and decadent time. Uh, Gloria was was uh, kind enough to come over and um, and to uh, basically just to 
bring over her Mary Kay. We made it. We made it a pamper party. We made it a, a, a day of it. That was the intention. Not to mention the oven fresh tamale casserole that I toiled to prepare with premium ingredients, might I add, that I cherry picked for this very purpose. It turns out they were an absolute smash. It was an absolute smash, coupled with the samosas I prepared as a courtesy to my guests. You know, albeit I'm a non drinker, alcohol is I'm not an advocate of, but as a courtesy, you know. As an effort of being a gracious and generous host, I accommodated, you know, with samosas and this decadent tamale casserole. After all, it was a Sunday afternoon, which is ideal for a brunch. Boisterous, guttural laughter filled filled the vaulted ceiling in my living area until the departing hour arrived, after which things had swiftly nosedived, and I bore the brunt of the burden of that, which is, drumroll please, the single-handed cleanup, ladies and gentlemen. So the tamale casserole smeared walls, rubbish, and sink full of dishes, to name a few. Hmm. Sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? You guessed it. My treasured guests and friends had abruptly vacated and left me holding the housekeeping bag, per se which is one of my mother of all pet peeves. So yes, this is a quasi, quasi ranch. I am, it says I am venting to, to a degree, ladies and gentlemen, but I've open, openly expressed this with my friends. Therefore, when pondering potential topics, when I pondered potential topics for this episode and encompassing good old fashioned love and male, female dynamics or the continuation of the May, September, December romance that I've spoken of previously. Communication, to name a few. These are some potential topics. The topic of etiquette and common courtesy had risen to the forefront. Oddly enough, I browsed an outsourced homeschool etiquette class and a catalog, an online catalog, I considered enrolling Maximo into as a small group refresher course. Now, being the mother that I am, yes, I had enrolled him and he has engaged and participated in etiquette courses. Actually, it was via the, um, our local uh, park district here. It was several, several, several number of years ago, but never hurts to do a refresher. So I considered enrolling him into this refresher course prior to making the final decision to host and feature this broadcast. Perhaps it was a sign. Now, I'll, I decided not to move forward for scheduling purposes with the etiquette class. However, here we are. I would I would like to extend my utmost gratitude and appreciation in light of this episode to my beloved parents for gifting me with home training, as we call it, common courtesy, and once again etiquette. Furthermore, I applaud the fragile young girl I'd left behind amid the years for summoning her bravery and mustering up the nerve to vocalize her discontent and disenchantment uh, to her, to my circle of friends that I hosted. Yes, basically, I zealously spoke up about this scenario and explained the rationale behind why it was such a sore spot. So in layman's terms, in a nutshell, inconsiderate guests immediately 
spur unsound memories of growing up in a home where mom and dad, my mom and dad, often generously hosted hosted these epic gatherings. I mean, they were just hands down, stomps, phenomenal, phenomenal parties. However, despite being these phenomenal events, there was always a colossal cleanup at the end, meshed and mated with something becoming broken and unresolved by the guests, or guests, plural. So at this juncture, please allow me to segue with a few pointers regarding guest etiquette because it dawned on me that evidently droves of people may be sincerely oblivious of such. So when entering a residence, my dear listeners, when entering a residence where shoes are positioned near the door, always ask if you should remove your shoes. If so, the proper protocol is for the resident to offer indoor footwear to guests. This is customary. You'll find this oftentimes in various cultures, inclusive of Asia and Islam. I respect that now that I get it. It's not just, uh, it's not always, uh, it's, it's more than meets the eye. You know, the assumption is that, oh, they're just being uh, uh, pretentious and bourgeois. Not necessarily the case. I personally remove my street footwear for both hygiene purpose purposes and to preserve the life of my indoor flooring. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Common sense. Pardon me, but I'd rather leave the animal feces and, and other exterior muck I've unknowingly and sometimes you know unknowingly traipsed through outside. So that is my rationale behind removing the shoes at the door. Actually, ideally prior to, to entering the residence. In fact, I have a little seated area as a convenience along with foot per, footwear, unused footwear, that I have as a courtesy for guests. So, two, never, and I quote, never visit a residence empty-handed. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, we learned this, learned this in preschool. It's just plain rude. Prior to visiting, always offer to bring something other than yourself. Quite frankly, I've been reared to bring something other than myself, especially to gift-giving occasions. Never show up empty-handed. Number three, always, always, always offer to lend a helping hand before, during, and or after the event. It's just the right thing to do. Once again, otra vez. Ladies and gentlemen, common courtesy, well, that's a recurring thing. Can you smell the bacon, my dear listeners? Number four, take a mental note of the abode itself and leave things the way you found them. If you sit on a sofa clad with decorative throw pillows, then please, please be considerate and reposition them back to the way they were prior to you plopping down onto your seat, into your seat. This also applies to the commode, ladies and gentlemen. If the lid was closed prior to use, then please close it after use. Now, I'm an advocate of feng shui I'm an, an, and a practitioner of such, so I definitely, definitely believe in keeping all of my drains covered. And, and as we know, for those of you all who are familiar with feng shui, the commode, commode is does contain the largest drain of them. And I'd rather retain my finances, then lose them. Do the research. Maybe I'll have an, an episode on that one next. 
Number five, clean up behind yourself. Number six, please, please, please times infinity, mind the walls and the floors. So these are my basic house rules, okay? Um, now, I've raised my son uh, to to basically to, to put these into practice. We've been doing this in the years. Um, I had been reared in a household being having the, the, the Torian mother that I have. Yes, she's a May baby and a Taurus to her heart. I know she doesn't believe in astrology, but uh, yes, nevertheless, she definitely, uh, and to this day, believes in having things just so. So making a mental note of that as well, of the type of house guest or the type of, of host or household in which you're entering is also helpful. If you know that someone is potentially persnickety, then just keep that in mind. And then the contrary, if you know someone who could, couldn't give a rat, you know what, then keep that in mind as well. Adapt accordingly. It's all common sense. It's not brain surgery. So there you have it. It's all common sense, ladies and gentlemen. We rear our youth, okay, to be sound stewards, embodying, minding our manners and respective surroundings. Yet we as adults must emulate the same. So I won't belabor the subject. However, I would like to to see what uh, some others have to say about it. So just going to read some snippets of a few findings online. And this is... Um, this is actually through HuffPost. This is an article that was written by Anne Brenoff, okay? And it's titled, 10 Things That Good House Guests Never, Ever Do. So um, number one, she says, expect their host's undivided attention 24-7. Okay, and paraphrasing, you know, she basically notes that the best house guests realize that their hosts, they have their own lives, um, Please don't be expected to stop, drop, and roll, as I refer to it. <laughs> um, the house guests, uh, even though the house guests may be vacationing, the host may not be. These, and, you know, so these are in my words. I'm paraphrasing. Um, uh, hosts then may have to work. Uh, some may have to walk dogs, run errands, do normal everyday mundane things. Um, however, even some of so even even the hosts do want and need some downtime. Okay, so basically she states that in her own words and emphasizes not having to ask permission for that. Number two, expect their host to be their daily tour guide. Hmm. So it says, she notes that the best house guests are actually self-sufficient. Yes, I prefer this style as well. I'm, I'm an autopilot type of individual. I embed these skills in my own son. Um, so guests that know which sites they want to see, I actually, as a courtesy, prefer to be the, the low maintenance guest. It doesn't matter. And when I'm speaking of this, ladies and gentlemen, being a house guest does not necessarily imply, um, over an overnight or extended guest days. We're talking about events. I'm speaking of an event that transpired yesterday amongst many events. Okay. This is the second event that I've actually hosted in my new residence. And um, this is going to be the, the last, as I ex explained, in light of the fact that the first time this has happened and that the second time that this has happened. So I'm done. But um, my parents, of course, coming over. But in terms of uh, 
the hoorahs and the, the, the good time festivities, we need to find another venue. Uh, <laughs> so host, she notes that, to, to segue back over to the article, she says hosts may enjoy showing off their city, and that's great, that's fine, uh, but there's certainly room for asking them to share recommendations for where to eat, how to get there. Just don't expect your hosts to be your ta- daily tour guide. Number three, she says, forget to show up with a gift. Oh, I've already stated that now, didn't stated that now, didn't I? In all likelihood, your hosts have stepped up their game, this is according to her, in preparation of your arrival. Oh, your arrival, pardon me. Yes, I definitely, not boasting, but I really put my foot in it in preparation, doing the floors, even though they were walked on. Anyhow, played past the fact that shoes were at the door and that I've clearly indicated that this, you know, please remove, you know, diplomatically remove your shoes. But there seems to be some some playing past that uh, yesterday, which just fuels my rationale behind seeking out another venue, another bus, perhaps, uh, to host potential potential um, events. Um, so, yes, stepping up, cleaning the house. Yeah, I'm definitely that. Mom taught me well. Uh, buying the edibles, well, legal edibles. I'm not speaking of cannabis here. I'm not an advocate of that. But in terms of the appetizers, the the meals, the beverages, uh, the decor, and so forth. So in considering all of that, it's just a common courtesy to leave a parting thank you gift as well. I've even I've even written a few checks here and there. So number four, assume that room comes with board. <laughs> uh, being able to save money on a hotel is a fabulous way to travel, according to this author. Uh, but she recommends not arriving thinking that all of your meals are included. Okay. Um, so do pitch in. I do it. Again, because I, it's all common sense. You know, be that considerate guest. Ask. If, you know, even if you don't ask, just volunteer. Buy the groceries. Chip in here and there. Wouldn't hurt to treat every now and then, you know, even when it comes up to to- comes down to toiletries. Number five, expect the host, their host, to accommodate your picky eating. That, that's a no-brainer there. Okay. Number six. Assume the host should clean up after them. Well, we've already stated that. Number seven, open drawers to find things or start helping themselves to food in the pantry without asking first. Again, when in doubt, ask. Let's not be presumptuous. So some hosts have a make it make yourself at home attitude. Uh, but she, according to her, she says, but think twice before you start poking around in the medicine cabinet looking for aspirin. Respect your host's privacy. And don't do not use your host's phone, computer, or other equipment without asking. Number eight, borrow the host's car and return it on empty. Okay, again, another no-brainer. That's just plain inconsiderate. Number nine, hog the shower when your host needs to leave for work. Number 10, ignore basic common sense. So she states, we all do things differently. And as a guest, the rules you should be following are those of your host. Even if you're given a key, don't forget to use it. Lock the door when you leave. Don't make a lot of noise when you're home. If your host is asleep, you know, uh, heating up smelly leftovers at 2 a.m. may not be uh, the wisest idea. And ask before you assume the fragile wine glasses go in the dishwasher. (laughs) 
Oh, basically follow the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want them to go to do unto you. Speaking of golden rules, now those are my words. Uh, here's another finding. This is from Emily Post. Uh, the golden rules for house guests, okay? Uh, she says there's more to being a good house guest than just being nice and doing your part to help out. And family members take note. Guest manners are called for even when they stay with relatives. So here's some important things, according to her, um, to do. It, and in my mind's eye, it doesn't matter. This is despite, this is regardless of whether it's overnight or a same-day event. So she says, make your visits short and sweet. Try to keep your visits to no more than three nights. Bring your own toiletries. Make your bed, make your bed, make your bed, and clean up after yourself. Yes. That is strictly enforced in my household pertaining to my son. There's a method to this madness, ladies and gentlemen. Um, please wipe up any clean behind yourself, the, the bathtub. And so many words, she's, you know, the, the shaving cream residue and the basin, basin, the bathtub ring. Be courteous. Remove it. Clean it. Offer to help out, especially in the kitchen. I've already stated that. Be adaptable, be ready for anything or for nothing. Show that you're enjoying yourself. Offer to, offer to pitch in for groceries if you're staying more than two or three nights. Double check to make sure you have all of your belongings before you leave. Bring or send a gift, okay? Or treat your host to a night out. Send a handwritten thank you note following your visit. Here's what not to do. Ask to bring your pet. If you must travel with a pet, you might want to consider boarding them in account. She also says accept an invitation from someone else during your visit without first checking with your host. Uh, use your host's phone, computer, or any other equipment. We've already covered that. And then use more than your share of hot water. Last but not least, she says snoop. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, simply stated, simply stated. Very cute. Um, I'd also like to leave you with little advice from uh, Reader's Digest. Okay, I'm just going to sum this all up. So Reader's Digest, uh, 10 little etiquette tips to use when you're a guest in someone's home. So again, this is by Lauren, Lauren Diamond. She says, mind your manners and you'll get an invite back, invite back. That is clearly the indication of you being a sound house guest. And Jennifer uh, Vanderput, and I hope you're listening. I really, really, really made a conscious, conscientious effort to be that considerate house guest during that two-month interval, that unexpected two-month interval, in which I'm utmost grateful. Um, and, and, for, and enforcing that and reinforcing that with Maximo as well um, in terms of the groceries, in terms of the housekeeping, um, the noise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I'm very, very pleased that you all commended us for being those ideal guests that just likes my fire. Thank you, Mom and Dad, once again. So I digress, getting back to the Reader's Digest. So number one, it says to be clear about your arrival and departure dates. Now, we have not covered that. Well, that's come up before with a potential guest of mine. Fortunately, other accommodations were made. So she says, make sure you go over the dates of your visit with the host in advance and respect their schedule. Clear it with the host first if you want to bring anyone else, like a date 
your, your pets, we've already covered that, your children, et cetera, et cetera. Bringing a gift, of course, you know, that's also emphasized. Um, uh, bring something, their vacation, maybe their vacation home or their their uh, permanent residence may need, like a blanket, um, a ski home, or, or festive towels for a beach house. Don't be afraid to clarify traditions that might differ from home to home. Oh, that's a biggie. Now, I have made that mistake. Should you take your shoes off when you get inside the house? Should you leave the door locked when you leave? Which dishes you should, should you put in the dishwasher? Um, they also recommend conserving towels and linen. That's just common courtesy. So, so avoid making your house do more laundry than necessary. Stick to using one towel a week. If you know you'll be going to the beach every day, um, you may want to just conserve that or maybe consider bringing your own uh, accommodations, your own linen. You could also offer to set the table, cook. We've already uh, stated that, bringing your own toiletries. Respect the common areas. Be especially careful to clean up after yourself in the kitchen. Put down the toilet seat. Turn the lights off when you leave a room and close the drawers and cabinets after you open them. There's nothing worse than having to constantly clean up after your guests. So these small acts will show that you're considerate of your host space. Keep the guest room tidy was another recommendation. That's a no-brainer. And leave the house as neat as possible. Leave a gift and a thank you note, of course. And there you have it. So hopefully, uh, this is this was uh, supposed to be somewhat seriously, uh, comically comical, but seriously, jokingly but seriously episode. But hopefully, for those of you all who have may maybe have been oblivious to or unaware of some of the etiquette protocol to visiting someone, hopefully this has been enlightening. As I close out, I'd once again, as always, applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for all of your unwavering support amid the years, coupled with all of you listeners spanning and speckling the globe. Remember, you see this episode and this platform, this movement, rests upon your very broad shoulders. So I implore your continued listenership. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off. Thank you.